graduated from there too. I did. I did. My first time graduating anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Did you go to uh, Marshall too? No, I didn't. I, bro, my high school years are crazy. I, my freshman year, I went Mm to, uh, I went to Crenshaw. Then for my sophomore year, we moved. And we moved to Pasadena, so I went to uh, John up? Muir uh, in yeah. Pasadena. You know where Les Alice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then my junior year, uh, because I did, I I was so pissed that we moved. Uh, you were just angry. I was angry, bro. <laughs> I was an angry teenager, bro. So uh, my sophomore year, I did bad in school, like mm, bad. Bye, yeah. And so... I, uh, my, my, like, my grades are so bad, I couldn't move on to, like, my junior year type of thing. Mm. So they sent me to a continuation school. So for my junior year, the first semester, yeah, I went to a continuation school. And it was bad, bro. It was bad to the point where I was like, yo, I can't be here anymore. So it was like bad as far as what they were doing, or it was, it was. I felt like I was gonna have to join a gang. Oh, really? <laughs> at stay at there, a continuation bro. school? Yeah, bro. No way. Yeah, it's because because the I passed you though. Yeah. Well, because, <laughs> 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 nah, well, where I lived, I lived across across the streets from like the Bleds. It was kind, of, yeah, 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 and uh, and then in that neighborhood, there was also like a Mexican gang and stuff like that. But the school district only had uh one continuation school for the entire school district so all of their like most of the people that were in there were like bad like they were like they got kicked out of school right so it was mainly like just you know kids and gangs and stuff and and there was always some like you know tension like wow so you had to like you know (laughs) you had to choose a side they didn't even let me go to continuation school when i tried so no my sophomore year, I told my parents like, "Yo, I'm done with high school. Mm-hmm. Like, you either gotta put me in or not." Like, so then we went, and then made sophomore me sophomore year, you said? <clears throat> yeah. Uh-huh. And they 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 put me like to do this test when I got there, and then the, the whoever the the director there was like, "Yeah, you ain't you ain't gonna be able to be here." No like, way. Was it you, the AWAC? Yep, it was AWAC, and they were so, like, "You you yeah. won't be able." And I was like, "What you mean?" Like, I was looking around, I was like. <laughs> You mean I'm not gonna be able to? And then they're like, "Yeah, well, the G the GD test is a big part of it, and it looks like you won't even be able to pass that. You need to be in class, class." And I was like, "Whatever." Ended up like, I checked out from my sophomore year, all of high school. I went with basketball shorts, Crocs. And I was just chilling, sleeping That's in every class, crazy. ready to turn 18. Passed that test for flying colors, dog. As soon as I Did hit you? my yeah GD test. Oh yeah, cake, was cake bro. Yeah. Wait, so you didn't take classes at all, like I would show up or I would ditch, uh, but I wasn't I wasn't there. Like when they would pass out books, I'd be like, Nah, I'm not checking out no book. Like I'm done with high school. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. So I mentally checked out. You hear that? Man, what? Like a little ringing? No, it's my it's my, my ear. My own ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, What? I don't hear it. Yeah, no, I I went to five different schools. That's During my high school year, because wow. that after that, when I decided not to stay at that continuation school, mm-hmm. I went to this thing. I don't know if you have heard of uh, of it. It's opportunities for learning. 
Mm. So it's kind of like a homeschooling type of thing. Mm. Yeah. And then that didn't work because I hated homework. Like I was, I never did good with homework. (laughs) So, so then I didn't do good there. And I was like, yo, this is too much work. It was all based on like homework. Yeah. So, and then that's when I went to AWAC, the AWAC stuff. Cause I'm what only, is AWAC? Is that like I forget what it stands it, for? Like a LASD? Or yeah, it's an LASD uh, thing. So I went there when uh, at like when I was 17. Mm-hmm. I left. I left home and I came back to LA to live with my cousins. <clears throat> and that's when I went to uh, AWAC. I did it at, over here, like that's by crazy, the dog. <clears throat> trade now technical center. Oh uh, uh, yeah, you at 17 I went just to bouncing. Tech. You yeah, went to where? Bounced. You went to trade tech? Oh, you mm-hmm. did? Yeah. Yeah, played yeah. basketball there for two years. Oh, no way. No way. That's dope. We're going to have to get into that. <clears throat> but but Trade yeah. Tech, oh, what is that, after high school? or? Yeah, it was right after high school. Oh, Actually, okay. What high school did you go to? Price. Crenshaw Christian Center. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I went to Price High School, but my first two years I went to Venice High School. Um, but I lived in Mid-City my whole life, so. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was dope. I had no story. I was a good kid, man. <laughs> yeah. Were you playing basketball in high school? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good varsity. grades and everything? That's yeah. dope. I graduated really with the highest GPA. Let's go, dog. For males. Yeah, yeah. yeah so That's dope. Um, Has school always been easy? Like, uh, you, it never felt like a struggle to you? Well, actually, if you want to get into it, but yeah. uh, I think it was because my dad's mom was a principal oh, in Belize. Wow. And my dad stressed academics like big. Really? You know? Yeah. So as a young kid, like probably elementary, he was already like, you know, I mean, he's not putting up with nothing. Wow. So wow. I That's always great, had dog. like a that stress. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, like one of those smart kids have, like I would stay up all night, make sure I got my homework done. Wow. And yeah. he kind of you know, paved the way because in elementary he would have me do homework on top of homework. He mm, gave me wow. so he'll have me like in kindergarten he had me like writing down like tracing words like wow That's on dope. top of that. Yeah. If I wasn't doing nothing productive, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, bro, we were kind of talking about that. I was, um, I was just thinking uh, about that like this week how you know. Um, I remember because during during when you're growing up, you kind of don't have that. Like in my family, I didn't have that. I had my yeah, sister yeah. who was kind of like the golden child. Who was it's who? Big. It was her. Yeah. But she did good in school. She was doing good in school. But my mom, like, I would come home and I'd be like, "Yo, I don't understand this shit." And then she would be like, "You don't, you don't, you don't even pay attention in class. That's why." Like, so that, you, you got to figure that it out. That definitely helps though. <laughs> what? Because yeah, for me. Mm-hmm. My big brother was like the golden child, and uh, he was the firstborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was the middle child, so I was the second one coming up. And my little sister's seven years apart from me. Um, so for me, it was like I had to live up to his standard. And yeah. He was so smart. Like, yeah, he was always getting good grades. And then when I came in, everybody had their expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yep. Jun did it, so like the expectations yep. was yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. harder than for me. And I had to live up to his standards, so yeah. uh, I felt a lot of pressure yeah. from that, you know. And then, you know, I kind of had my rebellious days. Yeah, certain family members would tell me like, "Oh, he's probably not as going to be as smarter." And I remember mm. receiving those words yeah, as a yeah. young, young kid. So for me, it just made me want to try harder. Yeah, yeah. 
but there's two ways you could go yeah. about with it is either you just be like forget it or yeah you know i'm right. really try yeah. yeah do you feel like you're the the pressure that your that your dad put on you like in school do, do you like like are you thankful for it now like looking back absolutely yeah yeah I, you know what um it was very strategic how he did it though yeah. because he it looked like he stressed more hard work than anything productivity mm. than actual like academics mm, you know i see for yeah me, yeah, yeah for That's me funny. i thought because he was in the navy so oh. like for him it was like he his bed was always made like every day yeah you know wow. it was not like one day the day he died was the day he like he didn't make his bed and that was yeah. the most shocking thing for mm. us so he's wow. very neat organized disciplined got up at 4 30 every day yeah you know yeah. i saw him get up for work all the time Man. you know drink his coffee do whatever he had to do so he didn't even allow me to take naps you know like he yeah. would like be like no get up so it was wow. always you always had to do something to yeah. show that you're being yeah. productive with your life yeah and so mm-hmm. um, I think my family being from Belize, first generation kids is like in America, you have to have a different standard. You know, yeah. like you're bringing the legacy to America. So you got to yeah, come yeah. hard, yeah. you know. Dope. Um, but yeah, that's, that's dope, dog. Do you feel that um, getting like, because I've never had that. And it's funny because you and Oos would have a great conversation because this man is all, you know who John Wink is? John Winkos? Mm-mm. He's like this guy who's like from the navy, or he's like part of the military. Oh, you mean Jocko? Jocko, Jocko Wilco. Yeah. Okay. So my dad is not was in Navy SEAL. Okay. He was in the Navy. So yeah. I think there's two like their uh, discipline is like yeah. out of this world. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but in that same matter, it was very military style. My dad knew like he had to be very organized. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I like what you said, though. It was more, like, productivity-based and, like, just academically. More hard work. Yeah, because then it instills that from, like, that young age of, Mm -hmm. like, always doing something, always moving forward, you know? Absolutely. Where where we were talking about that, Yeah, I feel like, for me, it was the opposite. Like, I had to, like, build that on my own, Mm -hmm. like, later on as I was growing up. Yeah. Because my parents, my mom didn't go to school at all yeah mine didn't either my right. dad only yeah. went to the third grade wow. so really they yeah, can't yeah. really teach you right what it is yeah yeah know? yeah and you know and they're coming from a third world country yeah. so that's their perspective mm. um so i got away with not doing homework and not doing good in school because they didn't no. Yeah. yeah. And then I feel like I I'm a I was a very smart kid growing up. Yeah. So, but I used that like yeah. that intelligence in the wrong way. Yeah. So I used that intelligence to kind of like get away with stuff. So yeah. when my parents would ask what certain things meant, mm-hmm. like I was clever with coming up with ways <laughs> yeah. to deceive yeah. them and not do the homework, this right? Man, uh, <laughs> plotting. I, I was I was I was sharing with these guys that when I there was one time in elementary school, I can't remember if I was like in second grade or third grade. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this is very wrong. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so my, my dad didn't, at the time, he didn't really know how to read English, right? Got so, it. and if you remember, like... Forge your signature. Yes. So, well, so 
the school, you know, if you didn't do your homework certain yeah. for cert, with certain teachers, you had to like bring in a note, right? And yeah. signed by your parents saying why yeah. you, you weren't able to do your homework. So what I would do is I would write the note and then I would tell my dad to sign it because it was my homework and he needed to sign the homework. Wow. And so I did that for a cool, <laughs> I did that for a while, oh, bro. Man. Where I would, I would have him sign it and I, and I wouldn't do it all the time because I knew there, someone up. would catch on, yeah, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that conviction. So I, yeah. So I would do it every now and then. <laughs> and then one time he, he read one word and one word stuck out. I knew, I don't even know what it was. Wow. And it stuck out enough for him to go to the neighbor's house <laughs> and ask them to translate it. What? And then he found out uh, what it was, and I got the whooping of my life. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I did the same thing, both. bro. I did the same thing. Not like that, though. It was just my misbehaving letters. Like, uh, he was talking in class, and I had to sign it. Uh, uh, and I didn't know how to spell my mom's name. So I was spelling it with two L's. Her name's Helen. And I'd put H-E-L-L-E-N. <laughs> and I would always take him like that, bro. And then my teacher obviously knew. He was like, come on now. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, I'm going to show these to your mom in parent conference. And I was like, yeah, I know. She signs them. So it's all gravy. Like, and then, yeah, I also got like, not a whooping, but a great yelling. Yeah. I, got, I couldn't I got get away with anything in elementary but mm. for sure, middle yeah. school was oh, like yeah, the man. age. But he was still kind of checking it. Yeah. I remember me and my brother used to like, you know, he kind of like, he was in high school already. And I was kind of uh, like seventh grade, eighth grade. And I remember he kind of, you know, you get into high yep. school, you're yeah. a big boy, you, think yep. you know yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah. We used to like, he used to like tell me like if I came home, he used to text me like, bro, like my report card came check Ooh. for me if I got it. we were not allowed yeah. to have C's in the, in the house so wow. oh wow you know if we had a C then it was it was on a you know? C so, for me was an accomplishment yeah, yeah. bro <laughs> we didn't know what to expect yeah. so wow that was the scary thing about it yeah. did, it like, did you did you ever bring home a C like did you ever find out what would so, happen so I remember <laughs> in, in uh, a grade yeah. I had a teacher who teaching style was different you mm -hmm. know uh she was my english teacher yeah and for some reason i ended up with like a d like in progress report you oh, know okay. and so i didn't quite understand why mm -hmm. you know i've always kind of like that english was my bad like mm -hmm. subject because you know my family speak creole so it was oh. like my grammar was a little off you yeah. know like uh. it was just little things that kind of yeah. messed with me that was yeah. so hard for me to learn and so um, she gave me a D, and I remember just going to her crying, like, no, like, I can't go home with this, you know? Oh, wow. Like, is there anything I could do? Wow. And she told me, like, start coming in every day at lunch. Wow. And I started going in every day at lunch. No like, way, bro. That's yeah. dope. She ended up passing me with an A, too. Wow. So it's funny now that I work with the school. Yeah. I, we have, we share the same banking Mm. And so I saw it. I was like, Miss Fields? Oh. Like, <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that was something that was like my first, like, you know, you. Yeah. I never failed, failed before. I felt like at that time in my life. But that was like a real failure for me because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to um, handle adversity yeah, yeah. in that level, you know. Yeah. So um, That's crazy, though, because you saying yeah. that like at eighth grade, 
like me receiving that, I was like, I passed, bro. I'm like, I don't have, a, I didn't yeah. fail. But knowing that you're like, yeah. I can't take this home, mm-hmm. like, and willing to do whatever it took, that's yeah. dope, bro. Yeah. If you could, if you could get that instilled at a young age to be like, yeah. yo, I, I can't accept, yeah. like, my parents will not accept this. That's pretty dope because yeah. I feel the problem with me, my sister, they were kind of like that with her. They kind of had that thing with her, yeah. Because um, she set the bar so high since she was little. Yeah, they're always so like, their "Why are you bringing a C? Like, mm. you always get A's and B's. Yeah. What's going on? Like, what's happening? Yeah, but yeah. with me, I was sick when I was a little kid. Yeah. So my mom always took it easier on me, and because I, I guess I was the only boy that my dad had. He had he had four other girls, and I'm mm. the only boy. Wow. And I was a baby, and my mom, I think she felt bad because I was really sick when I was a baby. Mm. She would take it easy on me. So they accepted the fact that I wasn't academically smart, you know, or I wasn't academic. Like, I didn't have the tools to do it. I feel like what what your dad was doing in your life is giving you, like, those tools. So when yep. you do get into high school and you take heavy work, you know what to do yep. with it, yeah. you know? Exactly what yeah. he did. And that's that was, like, the biggest token to me because it was like, wow, like, he really, like, he knew strategically, all right, I'm going to get on yeah. him yeah. from kinder to fifth. Yep. And from here, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And he would say later on in life, and I was like, wow, that was real. That's, that's, that's real so smart dope. of you. Yeah. Because yeah. when you think about, you know, they teach you, like, for children, their growing phases and being sponges are from, yeah. like, four to seven, Corley. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like, you're receiving everything. And he was just so on it about being uh, committed to yeah. whatever you need to do. Yeah. You know? I remember times where, uh, like, you know, watching it, TV mm-hmm. and he would like he would be like don't focus on that right now mm-hmm. like I had to have my eyes on the paper it was like yeah nothing else you know no basketball yeah. nothing and you know everything kind of just panned out for man me. that's so dope yeah, yeah bro how did you get into like the whole basketball thing was your brother a basketball player yeah, yeah. my family my family yeah. is like all basketball players, you know. Um, I particularly have older cousin and an older brother that mm. are both my brothers, my cousins, like my brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were kind of like in the same run. So they were like uh, same age, two years older than me. And I was kind of like three and four, and they were already five playing at the park. Mm. Um, and so for me, and they're playing the league. It's like organized leagues already. Yeah. So when I saw it, I was just like, man, I want to play out yeah. there. I want to yeah. get out there and play too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as a kid, you're just so curious. And so um, for them, it was my cousin, Sherlyn. You know, mm. she was like our coach. Wow. And she put the ball in her hand. She got us to, she was a big Michael Jordan fan. Yeah. And like she had every Jordan and she used to buy us Jordans and then my wow. brother used to get the Jordans and then used to get passed down to us. <laughs> my dad used to watch the Lakers. So we grew up watching Kobe, grew up watching everything. And then yeah. from there, it was just like, just being so inspired and consumed with basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to being four, mm-hmm. the league was still saying that I'm too young. Mm. But I was like, no, like I need to play, I'll cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ended up, I don't know, for some reason I ended up playing and then from there on, it was just like every every Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, playing at the park till I was like 13 at that park. And then it just grew exponentially, you yeah. know, like I can't even put into words. Like I can't have a specific memory of mm-hmm. like, oh, I picked up the ball. But yeah. I just remember the love I had and seeing how it brought people together 
especially in my family, because yeah. it's all we talked about. Oh, that's dope, man. And so my cousin, my dad, my uncles, you know, we had a, a basketball court in the backyard, mm-hmm. and they used to just play, like, every Friday, Saturday, and it yeah. was like an event. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. That was yeah. And then me, my brother, and my cousin used to wait in, like, the patio area when they played, and as soon as they say they get a break, we would run out and just play. Yeah, it would be yeah. like five, four, three, two, one, and yeah. you know it was dope. just like a culture that we just completely just consumed ourselves. Yeah, with. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to get into that, but I think this is a perfect time to get in and sure. just welcome yeah. everybody. Uh, welcome to the LOD podcast, yo. This is our first episode first episode yeah, of, of the lod podcast let's go on it. Um, Appreciate you guys. we got my man jamie here uh as our guest today i got yes. beast uh here um and my name is larry alexander hey um man lod podcast just so you guys know what we're gonna try to do is just bring in people that are gonna inspire uh inspire you motivate you with you know their lives and and their stories and so hopefully you could get something out of it. Uh, there's going to be hopefully some names that you may recognize and know. Yeah. Um, and maybe some names that you probably don't. But each person has like a dope story. Yeah. That And, and something I, I guarantee you that you're going to get something uh, very influential and very inf- impactful out of them. So, yeah. Yo, this is our first one. I'm a little yeah. nervous. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm yeah, honored. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So but much. yeah, we got Jamie, man. Uh, Jamie, I, I don't. I feel like we've only known each other for what, maybe a couple of years. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I met you back in 2018 yeah. when when we were here. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, doing doing a, I think it was like an audition, right, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. But Jamie, immediately, I mentioned this last time that we were having a conversation. Immediately, I knew Jamie was like yeah. really dope, legit guy, Appreciate genuine it, guy. Um, so I'm glad that we that we're able to reconnect. Uh, yeah. You know, because we we we've been connected on social media. Yeah. But we hadn't been uh we hadn't had a conversation, and the conversation we had last was really dope. Yeah. Um, I mentioned to Beast and Usika. Um, after that conversation, like it was a conversation that I needed for me, uh, you know, because mm. uh, it was it was right after it was a few days after I mentioned to you about me going to the hospital, right, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, um, just talking about what we're talking about the health stuff and yeah. all that was very uh, motivating. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna get into that in a bit in a bit, but um, I wanna I wanna kind of ask you some questions about your your upbringing so you 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 grew up in la you you mentioned yeah. mid-city mid-city so i'm hard with mid-city yeah <laughs> like mid-city, what la my whole entire life before like i'm still in mid-city but um yeah i grew up in mid-city in the core of it where you know often picture that comes in my head is the wilshire police station mm. i lived across the street from there oh wow uh so and we had an elementary school around the area that everybody in the community used to, used to go there. So, yeah, yeah. you know. That's dope. I moved up the street now, but, you mm. know, still, yeah. still home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, grew up, I grew up in the mid-city and kind of mid-city Crenshaw yeah. area. Mm-hmm. So, see, so yeah, I'm familiar. I went to school around here. Mm. 
uh, Mount Vernon. Well, now oh, yeah, it's, now Johnny, it's Cochran. Johnny Cochran. Yeah. Um, so I went to middle school there. Uh, so nobody, yeah, man. nobody wanted to go there during like, <laughs> after elementary. All my friends used to go there. I mean, all my friends came from Altaloma, and everybody was oh, supposed yeah. to go to Johnny Cochran. Yep. And I ended up going to Palms to West LA. Sadly, <laughs> not no shade to Palms. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, so okay, so you were supposed to had you had you stayed, you yeah. were supposed to go uh, to Dan. That's crazy. I personally, I personally thought I was gonna go to like John Brails or something. Like ah, that, okay, you know, because that's where my older cousins went. Mm. So, um, for some reason, oh. my brother <laughs> that was me, my bad. My, oh, that was you, <laughs> yo. I thought that was like an alarm or something. <laughs> that was like the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you, at first I was like, is that Larry? And I was like, oh shit, it's me. I am I am getting hungry, so yeah, yeah, yeah. just fair warning, like <laughs> But um that's dope. Siblings? How many siblings you got? You mentioned you got I have siblings. five. No five way. siblings. Five. Yeah, I have one older brother, that's my full brother. Mm. I have two half brothers. Okay. One half sister and then one little sister that's full. Okay, yeah. dope, dope. But you know, family's family. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they're all my siblings. That's dope. Yeah did Did you grow up with all of them, or I grew up with one half brother. Okay. Um, my other half siblings um, from my dad's side were transitioning from Belize to LA. Mm, okay. Mm. And so they would come like maybe a whole summer. Mm. A few wow. times they would like come for a whole year. Wow. You know, trying to transition to make their life here. They actually yeah, live yeah. in Texas now. So oh, okay. Mm. Dope. Um. Yeah, dope, so dope. my full brother and one half brother from my mom's side that I've been with forever. So that's what it. Yeah, have you uh, been to Belize? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you know what? When you're first generation here, you mm. kind of yeah. are Belizean. You know, like I uh, completely embrace mm. the culture yeah. because my parents didn't raise us like American children. Yeah. You know, like everything you learn, like. Like I said, yeah. I had to pause on like making the bed because we used mm. to know it as spread your bed, you know. Oh. You guys never heard that before. No. So yeah. growing up, like I used to be like spread your bed and yeah, yeah, open yeah. up the draw and yeah. like draw and like the drawer. And I still can't say it now, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, they grew that's, up. That's interesting. That's yeah, the culture is very strong, and so I used to go there every summer when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so I spent a lot of summers out there. And then, um, as I got older, basketball started changing for mm. me. So yeah. I wasn't able to go out as much. Mm-hmm. But I still remember my little cousins. Probably seventy five percent of my family stays out there. So wow, yeah, yeah. that's dope. Yeah, bro. yeah. So your upbringing, your upbringing was was kind of similar to to ours because oh, we yeah. were right yeah. first generation, yeah. uh, first generation Americans, and yeah, same here. I didn't. I think I. I didn't start learning English maybe till I was like four or five. Really? Yeah. It's probably why you speak good Spanish. Yeah, yeah. My my Spanish is it's gotten it's gotten better or bad. worse. It's gotten Fast? bad, yeah. Really? When I moved to Indiana I I yeah. wow. I barely didn't like speak use, a lick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy because I, I never thought like that'd be possible to like, you know, mm. with language, like something I had used all my life up to that point not use it for not use it as much yeah yeah for like two years 
Yeah, yeah, really like messed it up a little. It's, it's upsetting for me because my mm-hmm. mom is fluent in Spanish. That's actually mm-hmm. the oh, language no she was like learning as a kid. So because my grandmother spoke Spanish, huh. you know, so for her, she didn't even teach me like one lick. Like you speak Spanish to me. I like kind of understand what you're yeah. saying, but yeah, I can't even speak a word. Wow. Yeah. What about uh, Creole? Creole, I don't. It's it's you know it's a broken up English so mm. maybe you guys can't understand it but I can understand it like English mm. but ah, okay. I particularly don't choose to like speak it just because like like I said it messes up yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. as a kid yeah, it messed yeah. me up so, I was like, ah, <laughs> so and then like if your family's talking to you Creole you respond in English yeah and they like that's how they, yeah, yeah I feel mm. that that's how yeah. we would do it too like when yeah. my parents were speaking well I would like when they would speak Spanish to me I would always talk back in English yeah. Um, yeah. Which is why I didn't get uh, the chance to like exercise that, so that's why my Spanish is a little bit messed up. But. Yeah, you see, my mom didn't play with that. Yeah, to no, this day, bro, I know. you heard it. To do, this they get, do they get mad? Like, yeah, that she, yeah. she be letting back? us know. Yeah. She says uh, no English. Uh, like, my mom, my mom does. Yeah, uh, yeah. dang. Yeah, yeah, bro. Anytime we're like at her house and we like yeah. hanging out, she wants to she wants to have a conversation <laughs> yeah. in Spanish. Yeah, majority. Like I said, majority of my family is like. They're Belizean. Like, yeah. It's probably me and a couple of my siblings that are like, you know, can speak English properly. Yeah. But yeah. my mom be like vegetables and <laughs> all types of stuff. Yeah, I like, yeah. mom, vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I be trying to make fun of her, but, yeah, yeah. you know, in reality, yeah. I love it. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I love hearing my, my family speak it. It's so much funnier. That's dope. Yeah, everything's, yeah. I'm sure the same thing yeah. for Spanish, too. Yep. So. Did you love it? Uh, I, I feel like with me personally, I, I started loving it even more now. Like, there's something about, like, when I got older that yes. I embrace, yes. like, where we came from, mm, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. there's 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 something it's there, crazy. there's substance. I always think about that, too, yeah. because I remember, like, one of the last time, like, my dad used to stay at the porch, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm listening to, like, soca music yeah. and, like, reggae, and, like, mm. I'm coming in, bumping it yeah. in my, my house. Yeah. And... He comes to me and he says, man, son, I'm so glad you stuck to your roots. Man. Mm. And I was like, you're right. Because as kids, like, you kind of like, yeah. Yeah. turn off that music. I'm going to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to listen to that, like, mm-hmm. you know, all the music 50. that, yeah, 50 Cent, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, what was popping back yeah, then. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. You know, just knowing that that means so much to me now, like, it yeah. holds so much value, yeah. like, Cause I could, my dad used to be like, you just listen to Bob Marley. That's all you mm. got to do. He teaches yeah. the Bible. Just listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always think about him when he, uh, like I'm, I get my mo. I just listen to Bob. Just like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's all I want to listen to. That's what it. Yeah, bro. Um, just for, for people that, uh, aren't familiar with you. Yeah. Can, can you just share a little bit of like what you do? Like just, you know, in the community what you've done uh, in the community and stuff like that. Yeah, I worked with hundreds of schools, you know, 200 schools um, when wow. I was at LA's Best uh, yeah. as an after-school citywide department traveling program supervisor. Um, my expertise right is, yeah. of course, sports. Um, I had experience being a behavior interventionalist at mm. Boy Heights, hmm. um, College School Arts and Action Middle School. And the elementary. Yeah. Um, so I've had my field just working with children and the youth. Um, with many communities, you know, I've seen different areas. And now yeah. currently I'm, was currently with um, 
Star Education as a sports director as well. Um, I still do my personal work, which is skill development training for basketball and fitness instructor. Um, So there's a lot of like things that I do for the people that um, I try to contribute and especially with the church as well. I'm still tuned in with my fiance's church and her dad is a pastor. So um, I still try to be around community probably like 90% of my time. So um, any way I could help people, I'm all about. So um, the youth is kind of like my lane that people will stick me into. Um, But I've worked solely with sports and and just that expertise yeah nice so i feel glad like to know that there's someone like you out there influencing the youth man because what you're yeah what you're saying bro like even before we even started like all the conversations that we were having is dope to know that uh because we've had conversations about our our love for like the youth and Mm -hmm. what we've done and how we've done it and um there's something there man because i know that I feel like I never had that person that came in and kind of like said something encouraging yeah. to me. Like, like a mentor? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if we could be, like let's say their parents aren't doing like, they're not, they're, they're doing what they have to do to survive, yep. you know, providing food, shelter, and that's their it's focus key. and that's okay, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but then if there's mentors like you, Larry, yeah. me, like we're out there and we get yeah. impact that child or that young person and let them know like, yo, you, you're going somewhere. Like I yeah. see you, even yeah. when it's with basketball. Like, Absolutely. They could take all that framework, that discipline, all that stuff and apply yeah. it to any, anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think where it really started for me was uh, as a young kid, um, I had a best friend in Mid-City. Mm. Um, and he was very close to me. You know, and I remember he was about almost six feet, almost at like yeah. fifth grade. Wow. What? And I knew him since first grade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He was, that was he, crazy. And, you know, like, I guess like the community that was built mm. because LA's Best was there too. Ah, so those okay. teachers mm. were impactful for me because yeah. they brought like everything, you know, yeah. food. They just yeah. gave you so much love. Yeah. Encouraging, inspiring you. Yeah, yeah. you never uh, forget those people. You never do. Yeah. I still remember them. I came very close to them, like growing up. Yep. Um, and then my best friend was somebody who was unfortunate. He didn't have both of his parents, mm. so I didn't learn that until like fifth grade. And he lived literally outside of Altaloma. Mm. And I remember us like looking out the gate and just yeah. being like, "Bro, we just got to make it to." NBA and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm talking like that. And then he's like, bro, I just want to make it till I'm 18. Mm, like, I just want to get out of my house. I'm like, yeah. dang, that's different. You yeah. know, like, that's a different mindset to yep. me. And I was really intrigued yeah. by it. As a kid, I was like, dang, like, he really wants to get out of his house. Like, what's going on? Yeah. 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 So he was just kind of like telling me, like, he didn't have his dad and his mom. And, you know, he doesn't really like the person he's staying with now. Yeah. And so I went ahead and just kind of was like telling my dad about it. Like, yeah. dad, we need to like do something. My dad is all for the community because my, my grandmother mm. um, was a principal. Yeah, yeah. You know, she was really, she has a street in Belize, you know, like in her name. Like, oh, check it. And yeah. I like, yeah. So like, she's all about feeding the homeless. That's you know, so she's cool. really big on everything. So my family grew up with like this philanthropy yeah, yeah. Yeah. that... Um, it's crazy spirit. putting everything together. Yeah. 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 And so it's crazy. 
as a kid, I told my dad, you know, I was like, I don't want him to kind of be like this. And I was just kind of bringing it up every day. And so we started taking him to the park that we played at. And yeah. we started just killing everybody. So we called him. <laughs> I was Kobe and he was Baby Shaq. And yeah. he, looked, he had a kind of like that face. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, it. you know, we just started having different people come from like AAU programs that were like club teams that were like, hey, just play for us. You know, wow. we just want you to. And yeah. Just, yeah. So we used to just be all over the place. Yeah. And that's how it kind of like transcend. Yeah. And then he was always telling me about his his situation at home. Mm. Yeah. And so we couldn't let that up. So yeah. I yeah. had my cousin who was my basketball coach take him in, you know, yeah. do whatever he can. So he brought him in. Uh my 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 cousin brought him in and just kind of like had him stay and trying to figure out what his situation with his real parents or any other family members and mm. yeah. so after middle school like he went to Sacramento. So it broke mm. my heart cuz yeah. we're not yeah. as of course, it's close, but every mm-hmm. now and then, like, he's always talking to me, you know, it's that level of, like, yeah. love yep. that, you know, like, a yeah. bond that he could always come back to me, and yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I could come to him, Yeah. Um, but that really started everything for me, because I knew that we don't have the same resources and opportunities that mm, right. some of these kids in yeah. different places yeah. have, mm-hmm. so that made me, I understood how to talk to that kid, yep. you know, yep. so... That's crazy. Yeah, man. That's crazy because what we're talking about with the whole having that mentor, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It, it's interesting that that could having someone like you, yep. having a friend like you, and a family like yours because yeah, you could have been all about it, and your parents mm-hmm. and your family could have not been about it. Yes. And been like, you know what? Exactly. I have enough dealing with you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And you can't think about it. it. Yes. As you're older, you think about it like, wow, like this little one little decision could have made like yeah. deteriorate my whole path. Right. You know, and I always think about it like, wow, like, because I think about all the kids, like even the good kids that yep. were in Mid-City. I was like, yo, like mm. they're going to be good. Next thing you know, you're like, wow, like what happened? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you didn't even say mm-hmm. a word, yep. you know? And so it was just like, wow, like, you know, yep. that's just the power of just having a family to go yeah. to yep. and having that support yep. that you need. So I'm very thankful for my family, yeah. you know, like I yep. talk so highly about them because, yeah. Whew. Yeah, you see, and and I think I think that is so important. And the whole mentor thing I think is very important and it's something that's needed especially in these communities right in LA and in the communities that we live in because for example I had the opposite from what you had now Mm -hmm. I had great parents my parents I love my parents they did what they did their best they did their best yeah Um, but with their what we were mentioning earlier their lack of knowledge within school and education and Mm -hmm. how that worked and all that and what what should have been expected of me Mm -hmm. If I would have had a mentor, yeah, you know, checking in on me and all that, I would have probably done better in school. Yep. Yeah. Um, or if I would have had family, cousins, like you mentioned, you know, other family members, but I didn't. Uh, my family was was more was very divided. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some of us were close and all that, but there was always some tension. There was always some drama. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy to see both sides and how both yeah. sides can you know have a different influence in in your life so yeah 
I think I think it's important to have people like you in the community mm-hmm. that can influence and can can be there and mentor certain kids that don't have, you know, those people around yeah. them in their family to motivate them and to encourage them. Like you mentioned to me uh, the last time we spoke yeah. about that kid. Um, yes. Can you can you talk about that kid a little and and that man. that story? Share that story that you shared with me. Dude, uh, man, I love this kid. Yeah. This kid was like, um, you know, like being a behavior interventionist is a little bit different than mm-hmm. actually like being a teacher because yeah. you're having to see like different like situations that you kind of are going into and you don't know what you're walking into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of times like you walk into a situation, somebody may be, you know, yeah. Trying to choke themselves or something, you know, just mm. talking. Yeah. Um, and he was getting a lot of support calls. And, you know, I kind of just wanted to get to know the kid just personally, you know, yeah. like what's his story? Like what's yeah. everything about? Because, mm-hmm. you know, when we, when you look, when they give you a student, they tell you, okay, well, this is, this is the situation, you know, we have to have a one on one with him and because of this. And I was looking and I was like, it's clean. Like, mm. Nothing wrong with him, mm. you know. And then you start talking to him, and you realize I realize, you know, like there's something missing. Like mm. his truth yeah. is different than mine's. Mm. Like, his truth is completely different from mine's. But mm. I could understand him, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you're not supposed to like dig and ask questions. But he was such a hard situation for right. us to accommodate to. Even mm. teachers was like. I don't want him in my class. Mm. And I was like, he's seven years old, you know, like, what is he supposed to do? So like, I just started talking to him, you know, and he just was just kind of talking about his absence of his father and how his father's in and out and his mom is not there and and mom's on drugs. And, you know, he's just telling me that he kind of hates life and, He's talking like a grown man, you know, yeah. like like an adult. Yeah. And then one day he's like, mister, I'm going to go to hell. I just know I'm going to go to hell. I'm going to be just like my dad. I'm going to go to prison. I'm going to rob banks. I'm just wow. going to go to hell. And for me, I grew up in a Christian, yeah. like, environment. Yeah. So, like, I knew that hell was, like, the scariest thing you could ever go through. Mm-hmm. Like... For me, yeah, that was yeah. like hell, like, oh my gosh, like I shaking my yep. boots, like thinking about right, that. Right. And for him, it was so easy to and accept that change. And he changed yeah. my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. He yeah. changed my life. And I started to see scripture very differently, mm. you know, because he started to, he started to show me his truth, you know. I'm like, how can you determine that? But he's really on his path and is on his way. You could see it because yeah. when LUSD like do their assessments, they could tell if a second grader is going to be this type of kid by the time they get to high school. So mm. they're already mapped out. Yeah. They already know yeah. kind of in the way. Like they assess this, they have data, right. they have all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I always was trying to get these kids to be different. Like mm. I wanted the, my voice to penetrate like yeah, yeah. life later. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was, he was very powerful for me because at the same time I was going, my dad was sick mm. and we both mm. had this similarity of 
we miss our dad or yeah, yeah. something's going on with pops. Yeah. And so I shared with him, I actually shared with him that my dad died, mm. you know? And that was like the linger conversation for us. Like we would just talk about our, like our little feelings of what we feel. Yeah. And because I was an adult, mm-hmm. I was not angry, but I was able to give him better explanation of what he was feeling, mm-hmm. you know? And through that, all I did as a behavior interventionist was try to be his dad and be that support that he needed to. So that as a kid, yeah. as a seven-year-old, mm-hmm. he doesn't really have his, his ways mapped out. Right. So I know I could disrupt his pattern. You know, yeah. If he wants to roll around and get That's attention, good. I could disrupt that. Yeah. If he wants to be angry and cuss up everybody, mm-hmm. there's a way I could disrupt that by me giving him an explanation. Yeah. Why you got to do that? Mm-hmm. And he just admired me because of the stuff I wear. He saw mm-hmm. other yeah, people yeah. wear it. So he was just yeah. like, mister, I want to dress like you when I was <laughs> <get> older. <laughs> you know, I want to do this. Like I was like, well, you got to do this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then every time we went into a situation, mm-hmm. I would like tell him, all right, you just told me this. You mm-hmm. just told me you yeah. wanted to do this. So would you rather do this and then end up this way? Or do you want to choose this? So mm-hmm. I gave the opportunity for him to choose mm-hmm. just because later on in life, you're going to have to yeah. choose for yourself, right. you know? Um, and so I just remember just like, you know, when situations came up and I'm not saying that teachers didn't handle it properly or administration mm-hmm. didn't happen mm-hmm. properly, but I remember him getting in big trouble and everybody in the table was just kind of like, you know, um, are you going to do it again? Mm. Yeah. And like he starts scratching himself mm. and like he doesn't know what to say. Like yeah. it almost mm. hit him immediately like, wow, like I'm in trouble, Yeah. you know, and I'm looking and I'm almost wanting to tear up Yeah. because I'm like, how are we telling this kid that... Mm-hmm. He's wrong, and he only doing what's right in his mind. Right, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. he doesn't know. Yeah. yeah, you know. And I'm like turning my head at the table, like no, like this is not it. Yeah. So yeah. I, you're like giving up on a kid. Yeah. At and, seven years old, yeah. like he's and, seven. And the moment you make somebody feel wrong for being who they are, yeah, yeah. you know, like there's a scripture in the Bible that says you're created in perfection. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. that's that's something that kids know. Yep. You know, I'm just doing what I want to do, yep. you know, and I admire that about him, yeah. you know, because he did what he wanted to yep. do because that's how he felt. Right. And when you get older, we're taught right and wrong, yep. what we're supposed to do, we're supposed to sit in class, yep. and he was a smart kid. Yeah. People yeah. didn't understand about yeah. him. He was, a, I used to tell him, you're a genius. And I used to tell him all the time, like, bro, look, you're a genius. <laughs> like, you're literally a yeah. genius. Like, you do this, you haven't even sat in class for a whole week. Mm-hmm. And you know this stuff. And you were probably the only voice telling him this. Mm. Yeah. Well, I can't. I I was, but mm. my partner as well. Mm. We used yeah. to always talk to him as well. Like, yeah, yeah. we used to switch off ah, because okay. I was middle school yeah. too. Yeah. So we would switch off, and then we yeah. would always talk about like, bro, yeah. like you know, like this. This is like. But he that's wasn't. My boy. He, he was yeah. probably not hearing that at home. He wasn't. Yeah. And mom, 
And that's the thing. Mom changed it, changed her life. But, you know, she mm-hmm. would come and she would ask me for advice of parenting. Like, how do I handle this? Or he wants this. She wanted to be like yeah. his friend because she didn't know how to be yeah, a mom, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and it was different. She was going through a lot. And I understand her situation yeah. as well. Yeah. But these are curses from like, you know, from parents. And these are things that yep. are just going to add on and just yep. going to continue the story. Yep. So Unless very, you disrupt the pattern, yes, like you said. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. it was very important for me to really like, you know, make sure that he knew that like I genuinely like I don't have to say it, but like I love yeah. you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I like literally have that love for you that you don't feel sometimes. Yeah. You know, I want you to know that I'm there when you're yeah. in a bad situation. So, you know, I remember at the end of like the year, you know, we just kind of played games and stuff like that. And it was just a good moment because he was mad. And then I kind of rubbed his head. Yeah, yeah. And then he just started laughing, you know, mm-hmm. and that was like the moment that pierced my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, this boy is special to me. Yeah. That's something that I can never change. That's why I was like, this is why I do this. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, dope. Man. I think, yeah. I think, because uh, all, all three, I get, all three of us, I could say, sharing that passion for the youth. And, yeah. and I think for me, it's that is key. What you yeah. said, that disrupting the pattern. Um, that that's why I have so much passion for the youth because I grew up in in LA, right? I yeah. grew up in the hood. I grew up in the Crenshaw area, so I remember seeing the upbring, upbringing of my friends. I remember yeah. seeing the decisions that certain people were making, mm-hmm. and the vote, and you could tell the influences that were around them versus the influences that I had around me. Yeah. Right. Um, and and I feel like the youth, that age, is so critical and so determining on what their future can potentially look lo- look like, unless mm-hmm. you have someone that disrupts, right? Yeah, your your path. Um, so that's why I I have a passion for for the youth because of that, because yeah. of what you mentioned, because I think. Whether this kid mm-hmm. ends up, you know, going through a time where he doesn't have that voice. He's going to remember mine. He's going to remember yours. Yeah. He's going to remember what you said. He's going to remember those moments he shared with you and that inf- impact that you had in his life. Um, and I think that's what matters. It don't, it don't matter if, you know, you don't stick with me or I, I'm not able to stick with you for yep. the long run. But in that short amount of time that I do have with you, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to be the best influence and the best example for you, you know, that I can be. So, so yeah, man, I think that is dope. Um, and that that's, is dope. it's funny you say yeah. that, though, because yeah. even, like, like, when I say he changed my life, mm-hmm. it's because now I start seeing creation as perfection, mm-hmm. as yeah. light, I see as kids don't grow up just bad yeah right we don't grow up as bad yeah we are what god said we were you know yeah, from yeah. the beginning yeah, you yeah. Know? so for me it was like whoa you know like you're kind of taught like in school like oh there's the bad students or yeah. they're the good students but no like everybody is mm-hmm. made with that light that yeah. we all desire to be yeah. it's just unfortunate after me like not unfortunate but it's great for me to know that my parents took in the time to make sure that i was 
I guess, the good human being right. in the world. But I look at people as all as like, you know, yeah. good or bad, your life could change. It's all about yeah. your choices in yeah. that moment, you know? Yeah. So it's like, just look at people from the purity of who they are yeah, yeah. and how they understand life, yeah, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's good. I think, uh, I think this ties a lot with what's going on today. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in the world and, and just the division that there is. Um, you know, I, I think that our upbringing here in major cities, I guess, um, you could, you, you're, you're able to see a lot of the differences, right? You're yeah. able to see absolutely what the kids and the burbs yeah. like mm-hmm. grow up in versus the kids <laughs> in the like in, in the, the inner city, right? Grow up in, um, and and the different the different spectrums. For example, like it's just so interesting when I'm when I moved to Indiana. No. I lived. I think in that year it was it was named the safest county in the country. Yeah, the county that I, I lived in, the safest co- county. No um, it was a dope experience to to see that, and then I started like looking. At the environment, at the community, at the surroundings, and all of that, and then started like comparing it to where I grew up, yeah. right? Where one of the things that I noticed immediately was, "Yo, where are all the liquor stores?" <laughs> Not because I was trying to pour up, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. but but because I was like, "Yo, there's like there's literally no liquor stores like around here," mm-hmm. where you know. In Crenshaw, every, every corner, yeah, you you see a liquor store every corner. So I was like, "All right, why is that? You know, why is that? Um, all of our schools are fenced up, right? All yeah. of our schools are fenced up." No, the worst part was like having to use somebody else's address to get to the other side of town. Yep, <laughs> yep. To get good quality yeah, to get, stuff. Yeah, to go to a good school. Yeah, yep, and. And I remember seeing the schools over there, and it was like I lived across the street from from a high school, um, and that high school there was like literally no fences around anything. Their field had no fence around it, mm-hmm. like it, it 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 was literally an open yeah. area. Yeah. And I was like, dang, okay, this is like it's just so different, just in those little things. And, you know, and obviously a wealthier area, right? Mm -hmm. Mom and dad are in the picture for sure, (laughs) right? They're a nice paying job, right? Uh, Where, you know, here in LA, you know, I know kids that, I I know kids here that their parents work multiple jobs right mm-hmm. and so they gotta wake up i i heard of a kid that elementary school kid mm-hmm. woke himself up dressed himself up yeah put together his little breakfast and walked himself to school came back did the same thing right mm-hmm. he took care of himself like he yep. had to look out for himself 
Not because his mom didn't love him. Yeah. His mom didn't want to be present. Yeah. But she couldn't. She couldn't. She had to, yeah. you know, have these. You find so many kids like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just thinking because a lot of a lot of what we hear, the opposition that we hear from, yeah. uh, you know, this this whole thing of us saying, you know, the Black Lives Matter and uh, the systemic racism that we're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, talk about and have conversations about. And the pushback that we get is, mm-hmm. you know, well, you know, if the father was present uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah, or you're able to like, you know, build your own wealth and like there shouldn't be excuses, yeah. which in a way, you know, I get it. I, I believe I believe that I could, you know, if I put in the work, mm-hmm. I'm going to get there, right? I'm confident in that. But at the same time, I'm set up to fail based on my circumstances mm-hmm. versus your kid, yeah. right? Yeah. Your kids are set up for success. Dope schools, mm-hmm. programs, the community, you know, everything. Everything is set up. Yo... You know, these kids, like, just going down the street in their bikes safely, like, you know, moving around safely, not having to worry about anything. Yeah. And I remember with me growing up and walking down the street, you know, even even seeing a cop was, was intimidating. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't a sense of, like, safety, mm-hmm. you know, when you saw a cop. Mm-hmm. When you saw a cop, you'd, like, kind of, like, you know, get a little tense. Mm-hmm. And and they would get a little tense. You could see it in their eyes when they saw you. Mm -hmm. And you're a kid. You're like a little teen. You're Mm -hmm. you know you're a middle school kid, a high school kid. Mm -hmm. So how what 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 do you see in that? What do you see? What would you say to people that you know say that systemic racism? You know that it it isn't real. What what's your experience with it? yeah, just can you elaborate on your on your perspective and on your experience on that? Yeah, of course. Um, of course, like for me, it's a trigger, mm. and it's like this level of not understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that I guess you could say ignorance mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like to go into dialogue with people about their perspective mm. rather than yeah. me being upset. Because yep. if you're, if I'm coming at you and I come at you upset, then right. you're only yeah. going to see that mm-hmm. I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Now you're in defense mode. Yeah. Nope. You're, you're not like, listening anymore. Yeah, no. We're not going to have a yeah. conversation or whatever. Right. And there's some people that I totally understand. Like there is no more conversation. Mm-hmm. There is no more yeah. peace. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that sometimes. So there's mm-hmm. times where I pick and choose my fights. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was a if it was a family member, I feel the need to have to yeah. get into a dialogue about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to be honest, if it was now, I just choose not to even say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is an ancient like this is an ancient hate that we haven't surpassed yet. Yeah. You know. 
I'm going to see my perspective and you are too. Right. Yeah. And you you got to understand how people hold on to their truth. Like people yeah. are willing to die with their mm-hmm. truth. Yep. You know, so like for me, it's like, you know, like I speak about kids, you know, you could disrupt those patterns. But as adults, we think we right. know it all. Yep. You know, there is no like, that's why we yep. can't learn a new yep. language so easily. And for mm-hmm. kids, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, I could learn a language easier. I can mm-hmm. learn Spanish yeah, yeah. now. For us, is because, you know, the mind is doesn't work like yep. that yeah yeah um it can but people are not open to that we're not yeah. open to like expanding that horizon so my experience and why i am triggered by it is just because um my parents are interracial couple so my mom is dark-skinned woman and my dad is a hispanic man but they're mm. both belizean mm. um and my mom is actually the one who spoke spanish my dad was actually the one that did not speak Spanish. Uh. So growing up for me, it was like, you know, I really didn't see color. Mm. You know, yeah. I really didn't see like my half of my cousins on my other side are like fair skin and some are really dark skin. Yeah. You know, I'm considered what I just consider myself black now mm-hmm. because that's what people are going to perceive me as. Yeah. And I remember as that's a, interesting. I, I yeah. I, so I remember being um, in elementary, and I remember a lot, but um, I remember my dad picking me up, and I remember like there was like a new staff member, and I'm excited to see my dad, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, that's your dad? And I'm like, yeah, that's my dad. Mm-hmm. And he had him go through all the paperwork of like, you know, wow. checking out a kid, and yeah. he's like, yo, like, he's showing you like, Traheke, traheke, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but he's making a big deal out of it, like trying to be safe. And I understood he was being right. yeah. doing his job, but that was like the first time I actually like felt color. Like mm. I actually s- saw color for what yeah, it yeah. was. Like wow. And I remember like kids coming up to me as a kid, like, no, that's not your dad. And I'm like, yeah, that's my dad. And you know, as a little kid, that yeah. I felt like that was taken away from me because when you see dad come for you, you're excited, you're gonna go home, you got he's yeah. about to buy right. you some chips, some drinks. Yeah. yeah. You know, now it's like, a problem. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yo, like it kind of just kinda messed up my yeah. whole like, how am I gonna approach yeah, my dad? Because yeah. my dad enjoyed how I approached him. Right. We knew that as kids. Yeah. Like running to him, like, what up, dad? You know, so for me, um, my dad literally embraced black culture. Yeah. You know, like he like when I tell you he was the soul of a black man, like mm-hmm. he loved black culture. Like yeah, he yeah. did not see himself as that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Hispanic man. And yeah. he actually hated it, you mm-hmm. know, in a sense, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like he was like I was like, Dad, you look Hispanic, of course she's gonna speak Spanish to you. Like, yeah. nah. You know, they should like <laughs> ask. Yeah. But yeah. like for me, it was just more so just like having to experience that as a kid and having to understand like, wow, there's really color and my family does not see none of that, yeah. you know, and then transitioning, getting older of me kind of being in my community and getting pulled over and just kind of yeah. like mm-hmm. checking if I'm in gang unit and like yeah. you see my, you haven't even seen my report cards and being afraid right. of, yeah. you know, there was a thing called jacked up, you know, yeah. like they'll take you out your car there's stories of my friends who got dropped off and like they're from hoods and they got dropped off in a different hood. Yeah. And so you wow. learn about these experiences and you kind of just like, yeah. 
you start getting programmed to yep. understand like the cops is not on our side. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 13 years old. Um, I remember my house got robbed mm. and I remember like not even thinking about calling the police. Mm. Like I just went in the kitchen and grabbed a knife yeah. and my aunt was with me and I was just like, you know, like, let's go check upstairs. Let's go see what's going to happen. And everything was gone. I remember yeah. just being so broken as a kid and just, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just not feeling like my mom obviously came home and she wanted to call the cops. We called the cops. They didn't come till like four hours. And I'm like, bro, like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do now? Yeah. You know, you do right. your little chalk, whatever. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they just left and never checked in. It was just like, all right, well, we can't depend on you guys. Like, yeah. right. That was just kind of like the, that's when my high school years, where it was kind of like, wow, like, yeah. we're really in this on our own, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just going to college, um, being in the Midwest and right. playing basketball out there, um, that was the most impactful moment probably in my life with this mm. whole thing. Yeah, go, go into that. Go into that. Share that. Uh, so, you know, um, I actually made a decision to go to Nebraska because I had previous opportunities, but I was in a desperate situation because mm. I didn't need to, you know, I wanted to play the following year. Mm. My coaches were advising me that I already had looks, but I just needed to complete a cap class. Mm. And I, my goal was to actually just play basketball overseas. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. Like, I'll just be an All-American, mm. NAIA, All-American. I'll yeah. get that overseas contract, whatever I want. I don't have to go D1. This is just all in my head. Like, I'm going to make this happen. Everybody's yeah. going to know who I am. You hear all the stories in the yeah. NBA yep. about guys coming out undrafted. And I wanted to be one of those guys mm-hmm. and actually be like the chosen one or whatever yeah. so i just wanted my story to develop yeah. <laughs> you know i was more inspired by that and so i remember my coach coming and i kind of took a free trip mm. i was not thinking i was going to commit to this because they called me probably five days before school started and i went out there you know just because he was like people are starting to come out you could check out the school and i was like yeah. cool he showed me their three million dollar like Five million dollar facility i'm like yeah. wow like this is probably it you know and then he starts talking to me i play i play the team mm-hmm. and the team is like you know i'm like yo i could be the best player coming this next year i could be all american yeah. so in my head i'm not intrigued yeah, yeah. and i'm not even thinking about the outside world and what it's like mm, yeah. but you know he comes to me and he like you know i'm kind of just like yo i'm a dip mm-hmm. yeah i'm just go home and i'm find something different you know, just trying to take a free trip. He sits to me just like how you guys are sitting in, in like a Burger King. Mm. And he says, yo, we really want you. Whatever we got to do, you know, like, let's do it. Like, yeah, I want yeah. you. You know, mm-hmm. how much money you want? Yeah. What do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that was his yeah. intensity. Yeah. And as a kid and being like, he's breaking down like how scholarship works and how money works. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not really understanding of it. But yeah. he's like, look. This is all the money I'm getting. You're going to have the highest paid scholarship. You're going to be paid full, you know. So we got to cut these two kids that came on a recruiting trip with you, African-American. Mm. And he was like, you know, we got to cut these two scholarships because we're going to give you both of theirs and mm. we're going to put it on your scholarship. And you're going to be the highest paid scholarship in our mm. league. Yeah. Our, in our, um, yeah, in our league. Wow. And I was like, kind of just like, 
gassed up you know yeah, it's yeah. like yeah i'm gonna take this you yeah know? so i was like you know what i'm give me some time and think about it as i yeah. go back and you know he started talking like you know what what is your goals i was like i just want to go overseas you know just give me go there and he was like ah oh, that's not a problem yeah cool hmm. so i go home and i talk to my my peoples and you know uh my brother just everybody that my coaches they advise yeah. to always go with the school that is probably the coaches love you the most and want you the most. Mm. So I was like, you know what? He he showed effort. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, fast forward, I committed to it, ended up staying, did not say bye to my parents, did not do anything. Mm. They don't have a T-Mobile tower mm. there, anything. And so I started getting homesick. I started yeah. getting in the process of everything. The Midwest is different. We yeah. have one Walmart in like, that was their thing. Yeah. And Pizza Hut was their best <laughs> restaurant too. Wow. Man. So I was just like, you know what? I just hear the hoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I got homesick. And what went bad is that my transcripts started to transcripts didn't come in. Mm. So he's starting to get like, what's up? Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. what you want me to do? Like, you had me come on a trip yeah. five days. Like, I can't go to the school in LA and I don't have money. My parents don't have money. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm here because I got a full scholarship. Yeah. And so he's just pressing me every day and his attitude started changing with mm. me. And so um, I got homesick mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was really close with the women's basketball coach because mm-hmm. she was my teacher as well. Mm. And I told her, um, like, I'm really not feeling it. I just want to go home sometimes and just, yeah. you know, be with my family. I can't even talk to my, my mom and dad, you know, because mm-hmm. there's no T-Mobile Towers or whatever. Mm. And they don't have FaceTime because they don't have iPhone. There's nothing, you know? Yeah. And so um, he says, I'll talk to coach for you. She says, I'll uh-huh. talk to coach for you. This dude tells me, hey, man, you want to come with me to recruit some black kids mm-hmm. so you can feel good about yourself? And it was almost like wow. like yeah. patronizing. You yeah. know, it was like, like really? Like, yeah. it shocked me because it was, like, very low. Yeah. Because it was like, he didn't want, one, he couldn't look me in my face mm-hmm. and Two, he didn't even care about me. Like you could just tell in that moment, like he does not care about me. Yeah. And I, at that moment, I just knew, like, dang, what the heck did I sign up for? Yeah. Hmm. You know, because from that point on, everything went downhill. Hmm. And then I realized my teammates, and I started seeing like little things. So I started yeah. like, in my head, everything was getting built up every day. Yeah. And then you're in class, and then. Teachers comes and, you know, have a discussion about police. And I guess something had come up, like, who here has been arrested and what is the protocols or whatever and yeah. what are some things. And mm. everybody turns around and look at me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> assumes, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. So then I'm starting to like, all right, this is kind of like, this is starting to get real. Yeah. And I was yeah. so blinded from it before because all it was was hoop. Yeah. And so... You know, I think there was a young lady who was um, Caucasian that was married at the time to mm-hmm. a black man. And so I felt bold enough to just be like, hey, like, you know, why do people like, kind of like the homegirl thing, yeah, like, yeah. why do people like treat black people like this? And they were just mm-hmm. like, you know what? They treat them like this because all they see of black people are in the movies. Mm-hmm. And some people don't even know. Yeah they never seen a black person. So they don't know yeah. how to act with you. They only yeah. see what they perceive from the movie. So they, they think haven't you sat like at the that. table with you. 
Yes. And so yeah. that triggered me because I was just like, wow, mm -hmm. all right, what's on the movies? Like, what are I started looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are people showing about us mm. that who we are? Yeah. Because when you're in LA, it's so diverse. Right. Yeah. And so people don't really think about like, oh, yep. uh, like peep, these people are like this. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, I just started having little things that happen, you know, like people come into my room and be like, what the hell are you wearing? Like, mm. made me feel like trash, you know? Yeah. And I just remember culture was different. You know, my teammates were scared of me. Like, we would walk down the same hall, we'll come out. And I would go to the door. I'm like, what's up, man? And then it would just go back in. And mm. it was just like, there was these different forms of racism that you understood. Like, there yeah. was the one that did not know, no understanding of you. Mm -hmm. And there was those who had that real hate for you for no mm. reason. So my coach would just kind of just linger on. He had all black scouting team. And we were the best team. And scouting team is like the third string. Mm. So it means not you're not first string, you're not mm. second string, but you're mm. third string. Mm. He had seven black males, and I remember him telling us, you know, the only reason why we brought you in is because we needed more diversity in our our university. Mm. Yeah, and I was like, yo, like this is a trip. Yeah, and then everybody was there were from like Flint, Detroit, so they're lower income communities, so they were targeting these kids that yeah. could like be consumed because they don't have anything mm -hmm. so what he used to do to me was like oh i gave you this money mm -hmm. you know i gave you this so it was like oh so you're throwing it at me because you think that i don't come from stuff like this yeah you right. know like it's kind of like i gave you this so you should be acting this way yeah, yeah. you know uh -huh. what i'm saying mm -hmm. and so i just started like yeah. Because I was growing up in a Belizean culture, yeah. I started to look at it like, wow, like this is powerful. Mm. Yeah. You know? And then I started looking at like all the African Americans in those like areas that were kind of grow up in Nebraska. I would ask perspective, like, yeah. you know, what do you think about this? Like, bro, like, what do you think about a white person? And they would toss around the N word and be like, yo, like, you cool, you cool with that? Yeah. And they kind of just like, they don't know any Said better. The white people would toss around the N-word? Yes. Just freely? There was one time when we went to a party. Well, I didn't go to a party, but I remember I had... I started I started building this community with all the... Me and my roommate started building this community with all the other black males athletes that were there. Yeah. Because we knew the issues we saw. It just kind of bonded. We just kind of looked out for each other. Yeah. yeah me yeah. and my roommate were so tight. That's my homie. Antonio, you know, yeah. like Shout I wouldn't out. have... I wouldn't have done this without him, but yeah. we he we he was from Oakland, and so we kind of had the yeah. same yeah, yeah, spirit. Yeah, yeah. And so anytime we go eat, we go together. But anyways, this one time we had a couple of the young kids, and we were both like kind of juniors. We had the young kids that kind of went to a party, and I guess like something was broken, and everybody was pointing at these these other kids that are on our basketball team. Yeah, that they did it, and all I heard was when I went. Mm -hmm. I heard somebody say, you, you nigga lover, you know, like they yeah. said it. Like I mm. was just like, yo, because there was other people defending, like, no, they was, they didn't do it. Yeah. And I remember the police wow. coming. It was a big situation. Mm. I remember police coming, escorting us. So like they escorted us all the way back to our rooms. Like Nothing had to do with anybody else, and these dudes were being like obnoxious. Yeah, we were the calm ones. Yeah, and it was just like, wow. If I end up 
God forbid, if yeah. something happens to me, my parents, nobody's going to find out. So I knew, like, I have to start thinking about, you know, like, yeah. life was real. Like, it was yeah. not, like, basketball. It was like, all right, what am I going to do? How am I going to survive outside yeah. of this, right. you know, yeah. this culture? So, you know, that's why I'm triggered by people not understanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if you don't understand, if you're not willing to see the mm. other side and listen to people's stories, then yeah. you have to be able to take a stance on something. Because yeah. it, there's this level right. of ignorance that we don't talk about, yeah. you know? And I understood that level of ignorance, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I'm speaking to people, I oftentimes like, okay, tell me your perspective, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Hear them out. I don't plan my thought. Yep. Just kind of go off of it. And so, um, yeah, I just Man. try to like make them, because people understand yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to be a good person to you. I'm going to understand you. Mm-hmm. But just... The level of just like systematic yep. police, yeah. all this stuff that's going on, it's just like, this is just showing. Like, mm-hmm. how can you not see that? Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, how can you not be triggered by it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I knew that people are only triggered or they're only care if it happened to you. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. I actually experienced it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I actually felt that experience. I, I honestly went to Lincoln, Nebraska and went to a different community right. without my phone and a police officer almost dang near ran me over. Mm. There's so many stories of yeah. just like ran me over thinking I'm throwing rocks in the community. Yeah. Didn't have an identity. Yeah. Didn't have nothing. Just saw two black kids, me and my roommate, yeah. walking down the street peacefully, yeah, yeah. not drunk, not drinking. We both yeah. didn't drink. So it was like at the, you know, it's just like, what? Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. didn't, didn't make sense mm-hmm. you know like it's just like you just almost ran us over just because and yeah. then have us pinned to your car yeah. you know like about to arrest us for and i knew like wow like nobody would have knew yeah yep. they could throw me in the jail and like they could they could yeah. say anything about me yeah. You know? yeah yeah and i'm like all it took and that's when my fear grew like you all it takes for these kids is to be in the wrong place at the wrong time yep. Yep. you know and that was like my biggest fear you know and so in the wrong place in the wrong time sorry that took love but no, no it's good no, it's man. good no it's good but the wrong place in the wrong time could literally be just walking down the street yeah. when a cop passes by Absolutely. or someone that finds you intimidating passes mm-hmm. by and all these stories that are coming up yeah these are kids and yeah. adults that they're at the wrong place at the wrong time right. yeah. and then when people find some way to dig something in their past it does not matter mm-hmm. It's, this is really something that's going on that is real. Yeah. And so I, you know, I went on my Instagram and I kind of just shared my my experience because I wanted people to know yeah. what's my stance on it. It yeah. was, we, I've kept myself too silent for too long. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a human being. And what people didn't know was mm-hmm. that when you're in these places and you're in these type of environments, you actually feel like you're black. Mm. Like, People are like it's almost like a finger's point at you. You're black, right? Mm. Because they're always pointing out your blackness. Yeah, they're always saying something about your blackness. Like it's in their mind yeah. every time you have a conversation. Yeah. Do you know this? You yep. know, yeah. yeah. Like no, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like why can't I just feel like I could have a conversation yeah. and it could, like you know, like we yeah. having a conversation yeah. that elaborates. Yeah, yeah. our con- my conversation with people was like. Could only go so far because it was going to escalate to something different. Yeah. So I had to keep it short, simple, 
that was it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. It's crazy because this thing's still like I feel like that happened there, but we we have taste of it here in LA. Like it's not. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm not completely dismissing yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It's here too, man. Yeah. Like. I remember one time uh, the strangest pullover ever and you know probably a bunch of people listening might have gone through it uh, we get pulled over uh, cop it's me and my cousins and yeah like we do we look we're bald or whatever uh, we do look some type of way but still we get pulled over he comes to he comes straight to the window and he's like who's on parole here and then he's just like looking at us <laughs> and then i yeah. was like i was confused because yes. i was wow. young i was younger yes yeah. so High i was school. i yep. was like what like yep. and then at the time we had my older cousin and he was already going to college and stuff like that so he was uh you know he's a little more mature and he's like nobody he's like let me see your license and then uh he like takes his license right and then i was like yo like i was like looked at my cousins and i was like yo like what's happening right now like how are you just gonna come over here and ask us if we on parole like yeah and I, and I do have a family member who does look like you know he's bald and everything but i'm like even then like we're like it's 11 a.m or like it's like 12 in the noon we just came from eating mm -hmm. you know uh and then he like the cop didn't say who he was he didn't tell us why he pulled us over. He mm -hmm. just did it. And you don't even know yeah. the, what you're supposed to say. And well, yeah. You can't ask questions. Like, we just like, all right, just yeah. do whatever yeah. you got to do, you know? Yeah. And the first thing that comes out of his mouth is who's on parole, because why does that even matter? I don't know. But that's the first right. thing he says. Yeah. And then he comes back, tosses the license in, and bounces. Yeah. Doesn't say anything. And doesn't, like, nothing. Didn't even say, y'all you guys are good. Yeah. Like, he just threw the license back to my cousin bouncing dipped like a like a g didn't mm -hmm. even care but they they stopped me my cousin my brother and then we had a friend mm -hmm. and we were going because we we're high school yeah. athletes and we we're going to venice yeah. high school to go condition mm -hmm. and you know we were in shorts and yeah. stuff like that and they said oh we're doing a gang unit search or whatever and they had us like take off our shirts have yeah. to show like oh what tattoos we have and that was like the first, like, I was like, dang, like, and yeah. I was scared because mm -hmm. it was like, yo, like, they might plant something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just yeah. wildly weird to yeah. know that you could even think that. Yeah, yeah, Because man. when you start hanging around, like, people, like, Caucasian that are in different communities, mm -hmm. they're neighborhood watch. They're willing to call the police in a second yeah. just because they see somebody suspicious in their neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yo, like, there's those two contrasts of, like, thought processes is just what really trips me out yeah, because yeah. it's like right. dang like I really just I don't wear hoods mm -hmm. my fiance told me one time just wear a hood I was like I can't I can't wear a hood yeah. driving they're gonna yeah, pull me yeah. over yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. I remember uh, and it's all experiences right because I remember were you you were in the car with germs and yeah, yeah. that one yeah, time yeah so excessive yeah, so we we uh we get we get pulled over, right? And um I think what was it? Did he have his car he had his car registration? Are you talking about when they pulled him out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so he he like uh he just got we got pulled over. He pulls over on sight, and then the cop automatically asks Germs to step out. And, like, they have the lights already flashing to him. It was late at night. It was late at night. Oh. Right here, too. Like, yeah, literally um, right here, yeah. And the way Germs got out. He was tripping. He was tripping, bro. He got out. 
like I was, scared. I was, out no, I was scared for him. Yeah. Because of the way he got out, he just like when they asked him to get out, popped open the door, and, and then he even out. like reached back into because I think his wallet was there, so he even reached back in and got grabbed his wallet and then walked towards them. And then I was like, "Yo, this man is tripping yeah. like germs." Was he upset or was he? It was just kind of like reaction. No, he no, just did. He, he had was just never, doing what he was being. He told. had never pulled over. He uh, had never gotten pulled over. Yeah, so he was just like cops telling you get out. So he's like, just okay, I'm gonna get out. And he and as he's driving, like oh, towards yeah. the side, yeah, he's he's like telling me, "Yo, open oh, up yeah. the glove compartment." Yeah, and, and say, I was like, "No, yeah. no, don't like, don't move Stop right now, bro. Right just now. yeah, don't yeah. move until he tells you to move." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and he's, he's doing like, everything. And he's like, "Nah, bro, just he, and he just leans over the- and he's trying to open up the glove." I'm like, "Bro." Don't do this. Yeah, <laughs> he had never he had never experienced it. And and again, for, for what he did, we knew why he got pulled over. So this man, when you're coming off of you, you're not supposed to cross that lane to make a left. You're supposed to go yeah. right. Yeah. So he instead of going right, making a U-turn and then getting on the proper lane, yeah. he just goes on the left lane and then <sighs> makes a left. So we knew that he was wrong, but again, a bit excessive for for you know for that in my yeah. in my in my opinion. Like you're getting. You're asking this man to step out of the car when he he literally did a wrong left turn. Yeah. Why do you need to pull him out like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but yeah. thankfully we we're all good. Germs. Yeah. Like, every, everything happened. But me and this man were the only two in the car that were like that, that told him yeah. when he came yeah. back in the car like, "Yo, dog, you're kind of tripping. Yeah. Getting yeah. out like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because he was upset with me yeah. for not. Yeah. For not getting the. I was like, bro, it's just, you can't do that. Like. Yeah. They see your shadow or, you know, your yeah, silhouette, bro. like, moving in the car. And we're in a small uh, BMW, yep. um, and it's all On four. Crenshaw. Yeah. yeah. You know? uh, that's, yeah, like, I think I was on 2nd um, and, like, Venice. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the street mm-hmm. after Venice. Mm-hmm. And what people don't know is, like, behind Venice Park, you go... And it's really like a dark area. Yeah. yeah. Like you yeah. don't want to get pulled yeah. over. Because <laughs> so, yeah. I, I remember they pulled me over. The, that was my park, bro. And yeah, Stay I remember there. they pulled me over and I was like, yo, like, I don't want to, I don't even want to, I think I want to drive a little farther just yeah, because yeah. I want yep. people yeah. to see like yep. if they're next to me, you know, like they could like film it or do whatever if something yeah. happens. And I just remember like, dang, they go, they came up with me quick. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Boop, boop, and then like speed up you know and you know when they speed up it, yeah. it's like oh mm-hmm. are they coming after me is did yeah, i do something yeah. wrong like so they did that like very aggressively and mm-hmm. i could you hear the engine yeah, when yeah. it pulls up on you and i remember them like you know like not even like the lights was just really on me mm-hmm. like i like they got somebody yeah you know and i just remember just like yo like i don't know what i'm gonna do but yeah. i got it's crazy because the more you get pulled over, the more clever you could get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know for a fact that just thinking strategically how yeah. I'm going to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first thing I do is because I'm more soft-spoken, I'm just like, you know, like, hey, officer, how are you doing? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. And then as soon as that, like, he's like, you know, where were you heading? Da-da-da. Can I see your license yeah. registration? Da-da-da. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You know? 
And I'm like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm coming from a hard day of work. You know, yeah. I was I work for LAUSD. Mm. So I'm building up a conversation right. because if they notice that you're just somebody on the street, they yeah. have a different way of perceiving yep. you. But yeah. if you have LAUSD, they know you could get better lawyers. Mm. They could have better people behind you. There's a community behind you. Yep. Yeah. So if you mm. if they do something, right? Yeah. They're done. Mm. Right? So I was smarter and I was just yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna tell them this. Yeah. I'm gonna try to fit this in, but not be so awkward about it. Yeah. Um, and they ended up just pulling me over, just trying to see if I stole the car. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. they were just checking the registration if this was your car, and they were asking yeah. me about my car. Like when you get it, da da da. I was like, you know, yeah, uh, it's new. Like yeah. I don't have a license plate, yeah. but I have my registration yeah. here. So it was just kind of yeah. crazy and because it's yeah. like, yeah. and that what you're saying, yeah, that you kind of like picked up on those things. It's crazy that we have to pick up on these things. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. have to be smart yeah. and like give them that line. Yeah. Like, this is there's a build up to this. Like, I work for LA's do all these right. things yeah. that some. This is what people don't understand sometimes. Yeah, yep. like you get pulled over and you don't have to build the story yeah. just yeah. by them looking at you. They've already okayed yep. you. Yeah, and then people say we we. We're in tapped into survival mode. Like yeah. Yeah. there's certain people that nah, we ain't gonna do it that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like yeah. I was obviously like more afraid, mm-hmm. but I knew like, all right, if I let my anger, if I let my my the way my tone of voice get in the way, yeah. then that's gonna mess me up. Right. And I'm in the I'm in the dark by mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. There's no street lights in this area. Mm-hmm. So no cameras. Mm-hmm. They can't yeah. get nothing from me, yeah. you know? So I'm like, I'm going to put on my best. I, I'm just tapped into my being emotionally intelligent, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's great. Not all police officers are like that, right. but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, these are just real, like, things that oh, situations. Yeah. Like, I remember. Talk- I remember when I first got pulled, the first time I got pulled over in Indiana, <laughs> you know, I was scared for my life. I was coming from... Uh, from a Colts game, I went to to oh, their man. like to their home opener, and I was co- I was going back home, and I got pulled over because I was going over the speed limit, um, and there was construction like mm-hmm. so got pulled over, and I was already thinking I was like I was like Northview Church like mm-hmm. I was like Northview <laughs> oh, Church. Wow. I'm on staff, like I'm mentioned because we're yeah. close to the church. So I was yeah. like, hopefully they know that ch- he knows the church, and yeah. you know, yeah. And so what you're saying is so true. Like that's what I was thinking, and he, you know, the, the officer was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he was calm and all that. He and and you know, he he was cool, but he w- he was concerned as to like what was I doing yeah. in that area, like yeah. you know, where you know where you going, where you coming from, yeah. you know, and. uh and then he noticed because I saw my my LA uh, license plates yeah. or my California license plate. So he's like, he's like, what are you doing out here? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, I told him, oh, I got, I'm, you know, I came, I got a job here at Northview Church, and he's like, oh, really? You know, and his whole demeanor changed <laughs> yeah. as soon as I mentioned, you know, yeah, you know, I I'm here. And at did Northview. you have did you have the Northview sticker in the back already? <laughs> no, point? I think I, I think I didn't have my my little oh, uh, you didn't have Northview yet. sticker yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, I had to I had to do that, and and it's funny because when I was moving when I moved back to LA, we're driving through Texas, right? So it's me, and I got uh, my two friends, um, 
my friend shout out to Austin and Hannah so they they uh they made the drive with me we got pulled over in Texas and cuz I was <laughs> I was going it was it was a it was a, a straight away straight away bro yeah. so I was hitting <laughs> I think I hit 100 at one point uh, yeah so but I don't think he's I don't think I don't think the cops saw me hit 100 but I was speeding so then he stopped me he pulled me over I was like no cuz I just hate the whole experience right so yeah. I like I know to just put the car in a park, right? Yeah. And I just got my both both of my hands in my, on the steering sure. wheel. But then, for some reason, and I thought, okay, maybe Austin knows something I don't know about Texas. <laughs> um, but he tells me, yo, turn off your car and put the key on, yeah. on the dash. On, on the dash. Um, now, I was like, for what? He's like, bro, just do it. I was like, all right. So that kind of put me a little bit more like on the edge, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, (laughs) you know, waiting for the officer to come to the window. Um, The the officer happened to be a Latino. Mm. So, you know, he was just kind of like, and he looked at me and he was like, why do you have your key on your dashboard? (laughs) Like, why do you have uh, I, I'm just trying to make sure that you feel safe, <laughs> officer. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to make sure you you feel good about pulling yeah. me over and coming yeah, up yeah. to me. I just want you to know I'm I'm not going anywhere yeah, <laughs> until yeah. you tell me to. Um, and so and so, but he was cool. He, you know, he was just like, yo, you know, just don't drive too fast. Yeah, and that was it. But but that whole experience was scary, and so. I love that we're mentioning all of this because there's there's a lot of people that don't understand this. Mm-hmm. And and I think it sucks. And I've been seeing a lot of this, a lot of on social media, a lot of people, you know, bringing up stuff. And I'm just thinking, yo, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like you're literally basing things off off of what you what you see on TV, what you hear on the news. Yeah. Right. Or what you read. From writers or journalists yeah. that haven't even witnessed or experienced, you know, our reality themselves, mm-hmm. but you're but you're trusting them over our experiences, mm-hmm. right? And and so I think that sucks. Like one of one of the biggest one of the things that pisses me off the most is, you know, when they say. Oh, why, you know, like, why, why are you, like, why are people making, um, so much out of the police brutality, but they're silent about the black on black crime. Mm. And that pisses me off because it's like, yo, you, how do you know that we're not, that no, that nobody's saying anything? How do you know that we're not, we're not having conversations about this within the communities? Like, you know, you don't know this. But you think you do because what you're hearing is the outcry of the people about police brutality. And the reason you're hearing that is because that is something that we don't have control over. Where when we speak on within the community, we're that's something that's like that we're dealing with internally, I guess, to yeah. say it that, that way. Okay. But with the police brutality is something that, yo, we need like 
we need the government we need the like yeah. you know city officials the state officials to do something about this 